This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Custom Inc. is an awesome way to recognize employees, thank customers, and outfit your teams with their favorite products and brands customized with your logo. CustomInc.com lets you make your mark on water bottles, backpacks, polos, jackets, and a ton more. Custom Inc. is your go-to custom gear partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Oh yeah, and everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at CustomInc.com. The, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. And welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me is the original host, along with myself, of Cottage Talk, Kyle Bond. We're going to do a transfer window review, but what we're also going to do is, unfortunately, um, Kyle wasn't able to join us for the 10-year anniversary show, and I was hoping to get him on, but we're going to do it now. We're, we're going to look back a little bit at 10 years of Cottage Talk, the beginning of Cottage Talk, but I don't do this show without you, Kyle. This is your idea to do Cottage Talk, so I'm so glad that we can reunite and do a show together for a half hour. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's surreal to me, to be honest with you, Russ. <laughs> that, uh, not only has it been 10 years, and I hate the idea of that, but <laughs> but uh, the, the, whole, the whole, you know, what, you, what you've done with the podcast is, is fantastic. And honestly, you know, Cottage Talk and the blog that I did, Fulham's Finest, along yes. with that, those two things really did kind of spark my love for soccer and have helped spark my sports journalism career to the point where, you know, I, I got the chance to work for NBC soccer for so long and cover yep. the premier league. And, and I'm, I'm doing broadcasts now. I, I was just telling you before this, the show I'm, I'm 
Uh, I, I did four college soccer TV broadcasts <laughs> in four days, the last four wow. days. So uh, I apologize if I'm a little raspy, but no, it's it's really those two things were really where it started. And, and yep. I'm I'm grateful to you for, uh, you know, helping me put it together in the beginning. And and I'm I'm shocked to see, you know, what you've done with the podcast. It's been great. And uh, it's interesting and fun how. Um, you know, one little speculative uh, project about a club <laughs> that we we loved and wanted to get into more really did uh, become something that's special. It has, Kyle. And uh, it's funny because uh, I'll just tell this real quickly and then we'll get into the show. But um, basically, I met Kyle and I remember where I met you. You were doing the Cape Cod Baseball League and I was in Wareham of all places down the Cape. And that's where we met, and that's where we concocted Cottage Talk. And then, as I was telling people, the first episode we did, we we just recorded it, and uh, then we released it, but it was on the Dnipro match. That's how far back it goes. <laughs> we're talking about the Europa League qualifications. That's what we were doing. And uh, it's just great that we can look back and, you know, and look at your career where it's taken off. It's been fantastic. I'm fortunate to have done it with you, it was your idea, and then to take it to the next level with so many great people. It's just been wonderful, and it is great to really back to the future, start from the beginning. Let's do another show. So let's start here, and again, um, this is going to be about the transfer window. I actually just wanted to share some information that I've recently learned, and and Kyle, I want to get your thoughts on it. And again, um, through a source of mine, I, I, I learned that this is true. Again, this is based on what I've learned. You know, again, this is information that I've heard that Marco Silva has been involved, heavily involved. In my opinion, this is my opinion, potentially more involved than any Fulham manager under the cons. He has been involved a great deal. This is what I've learned. And what I've also learned is that there's been speculation that Tony Khan has taken a step back. I've heard, again, through a source, that he's taking a slight step back, and Marco was involved. Now, again, I don't know about the both boxes check system, if that's still in play, but I have been told that Marco was very involved with several of the players. I think it's obvious, Kyle, of the players that came that Silva had a huge say in this. And, uh, you know, and again, we'll see how it all works out, but I do like the signings, but I wanted to share that. I also want to mention this. Through this source, I have learned that Silva had a sit-down, as you would imagine, with Mitro to talk about his future. And once Mitro was on board, and I was also told that Silva, it was important to him that Mitro was part of his plans. It was very important. Mitro was on board, and then it went to Tony, and then Tony was involved with, with getting the new deal done for Alexander Mitrovich. So, I just want to mention that, that again, this is the information that I've learned that one, Marco Silva is involved or was involved in many of the signings and that Tony has taken a slight role backwards, but he's still involved, especially on the financial end of it. And, and he had a role in these players coming in, but Silva was involved. Over to you, Kyle, your thoughts on what I just shared and that I've learned. Yeah. And I think it's it's a good a good position for the club, right? I have mixed feelings on how uh, the, the recruitment has gone over the past few years with yep. 
know, the way that Tony has, has implemented his, his system and, and how it's, it's progressed. I, I tell you what, I, I am a big proponent of the analytics model that has entered the game now because, you know, there's a lot of, of anger and vitriol of, of against how it's gone because yes. it really hasn't worked. Right. It hasn't Kyle. The, let's be honest. It's, 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 it's more nuanced than that. Right. Uh, as, as somebody who is um, actively in the sports analytics world now, yep. um, more information is better. That's the bottom line to this, right? More information is better. It's what you do with it that then results in a, a, a positive or a negative transfer window. Now, it would be insane to keep continuing to do what they've been doing, right? The definition of insanity keep is doing, doing the, same. the same thing over and over, expecting different results. So at some point, things had to change, right? Who knows what the problem was? Was it Tony? Was it the his the team that he brought in? Was it the models that he had? Was it the goals that they had in the market for you know numbers are only helpful right when you use them properly. So I think there's probably a, a lot more of nuanced reasons why things weren't quite working. But to me, more information is always better. You just have to know what to do with it. So I, I like that they brought in somebody who's experienced like Marco Silva, who can then um, recruit uh, players that he wants to use. Because if, if the team recruits players the manager's not going to use or doesn't know how to use or doesn't want to use, it's pointless. Right. Um, but then if the manager brings in players who he hasn't scouted properly, who they haven't researched, then that's useless too. So I hope that Marco Silva was heavily involved, like you're saying, but I hope that he was open to using this analytics department that's so ingrained in the club's um, the club's uh, uh, fabric now to help him gain more information about the players that he wants to bring in. Now, I love that he sat down with Mitrovic because that's he's such a, an integral part of this club. That's right. I have a few thoughts about the, the championship is – a completely different animal than the Premier League. And I think we've seen over the past few years, Alexander Mitrovic is a much better championship player than he is Premier League player. You do not see target men in the Premier League anymore. Uh, it just doesn't work because the Premier League center backs are too good that you can just stick a, a target man in your back pocket and and Fulham's broken, right? And it, right. we've seen the past few years Mitrovic just doesn't work as well in the Premier League. But in the championship, he's a star. And they needed him this year, and it's showing already. Okay, excellent stuff there, Kyle. All right, let's start by reviewing the players that Fulham got. And uh, we have to start right from the top. I, I think this is huge, Kyle. And it's funny because I'm glad that you mentioned Mitro. I think that Mitro can still work in the Premier League. I understand what you're saying. Maybe under Silva, it might be a little bit different the way he uses them because I think this is important as well. It's how the manager uses all the players. Do all the players work in the system? And again, it's very interesting to see how Silva's getting the most out of these players. We're talking about players that, again, were not being used, I think, correctly under Parker. And I think Mitro's a perfect example of it. But I want to get your thoughts on Harry Wilson because the way that Silva plays, I think, again, I think this is a great match. 
Yeah, no question about it. And beyond a great match with the manager or whatever, he's just a darn good player. And, you know, he's so good out there on the right. Uh, he's he's a, obviously a great free kick taker, a great set piece taker. That's huge. Um, you know, he delivers a wonderful through ball. Uh, he He's good with his feet. Not great, but, uh, you know, his passing, his movement, his flow, it, it's just so good. And, and at the end of the day, no matter who's in charge, this is the one player that you don't really need to worry too much about fit because he's just a darn good player. And he's in great form right now. Um, you know, he comes from a, a quality uh, youth system and, and what a find and, and for, you know, a championship fee of, of $15 million is that's yep. nothing to sneeze at. And, and they, they spent wisely here. And that's been a, a, a struggle for this club recently is spending wisely, right? Exactly. And, exactly. and finding players that are worth the money, but still the money is, is there because, you know, you signing players or tons of players on a free because, Hey, we don't want to spend. That's just dumb. But but you can't spend wildly either. So spending smartly is is a huge piece of it, and they've done that here. Harry Wilson is a smart buy. He's in the prime of his career, right? Twenty four years old. Uh, you're going to get a number of good years out of him. That's another tough part about soccer recruitment is uh, uh, finding assets, right? Who are a value to your club for a long time, right? A, a guy in his prime at twenty four. It's a it's a home run. Okay. And here's the question that I'm going to go right back to you because Fulham's issues have been being a yo-yo club. Let's call it what it is, Kyle. They can get out of the championship. Can they stay in the Premier League? So what I was looking for for this season, the players coming in, are they Premier League players? Now, I'm going to ask you, I've not asked you this. Is he a Premier League player, Harry Wilson? I know he's played there, but do you think he could actually be effective in the Premier League? Is he that good? I would hope so. Um, I don't think we've seen enough. We've only seen five, ma- four matches, whatever it is. Um, I don't, I don't think we've seen enough to really make that decision yet. Um, and honestly, if you had asked me a few years ago, is, is Alexander Mitrovic a Premier League player? I probably <laughs> would have said yes. I mean, okay. he looked so good. Okay. Um, so I think it's really hard to tell. And that's the hard part about this yep. job, right? Um, and and you're making this decision not based on just what you see in the championship, but what you see previously. And sometimes when you're recruiting other players, you have to compare uh, League One or uh, the, the Dutch League, you know, the Eredivisie or, or uh, the Spanish Second Division or the Bundesliga. And you're going to say, oh, is he a good Premier League player? At the end of the day, nobody really knows, right? It's kind of like the NFL draft. Yep. When you're drafting kids from college, well, is he going to be a good NFL player? I don't know. We're just drafting <laughs> good football players, right? At the end of the day, all you got to do is buy good football players and hope that they can play in the Premier League. Um, you know, you can do as much research as you want, but at the end of the day, nobody really knows. So um, yep. I, 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 my first, my gut reaction is yes. I okay. mean, at that level, when you're that free-flowing, when you have that much skill on the ball – it's hard to say it won't translate. I agree. But again, like you said, we don't know until we see it. All right. Here's an interesting one. This was on a free. Thoughts on the goalkeeper, Paulo Gazaniga. Now, 
I'm going to be honest with you. What I've watched so far, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm sold on him. And plus, I do like Merrick Rodak, so maybe there's a little bias there. What are your thoughts on Paulo Gazaniga? Um, so I have to, I have to uh, caveat this. I, there is a member of my household, my other half here, who is uh, a huge Rodak fan. And uh, <laughs> I, have to, I have to be careful what I say. But uh, <laughs> she might hear me. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think Merrick Rodak is yet, if, if he will get there, uh, at a Premier League level. Um, Gazaniga is experienced. He comes from a, a club where he's gained a lot of Premier League experience, a lot of, of um, high-level experience. He has been through it with a number of clubs. Um, I, I think it was the right move, you know, to get a goalkeeper that experienced on a free. I don't think he's worse than Rodak. So at the very least, you've brought in a, a player with, a, a great amount of experience who is a, not a downgrade. So okay. uh, I, I think he's better. Um, again, it's one of those situations where we haven't seen a ton with the club with Fulham, yeah. but there's a lot of, of Paulo Gazaniga out there already just because, you know, he's got, he's got experience. And uh, I, I think it was a smart move. Um, okay. I, I like Merrick Rodak. So do um, I. I don't, I don't think, I think he has his weaknesses. Um, I don't think he's strong enough sometimes. Um, I think he is decisive, which is the, the number one critical part of being a goalkeeper. His shot stopping is amazing, but I, I, I don't think sometimes uh, his, his decision-making is the best. And so I think bringing in an experienced like, player like Gazaniga can't hurt. If Rodak eventually wins the job back, good for him. If Gazaniga gets hurt and he comes in and he does it, great. Uh, I, I don't think bringing in a, a player like Gazaniga was a bad move. Okay. I'm going to agree with that and may the best player win the position, Kyle. I, I, you know, competition is great. My concern with Gazaniga, just based on what I've watched right now, is I don't think he commands his box as well as I would hope. But am I spoiled by watching Alphonse Areola? Maybe I'm too spoiled by that. Your thoughts? Yeah. I, I mean, Areola was um, – a, a wonderful player. Uh, we were lucky to, you know, have him with the club. Uh, I, I think it's a bummer that, that he moved. Um, I, I think that was always a short-term, a short-term situation. Um, but I, I think you're right. Yeah. You know, eventually uh, they, they would have had to, to find somebody else. Um, Ariola was so good. He was, he was, yeah. Um, you know, he wasn't perfect what goalkeeper is, but I, I think we were we were uh, in a good place to bring him in. And, and you know, that's a situation where uh, the old recruitment style worked, right? You identified yep. a player who um, is really good and needed a new home. You know, he's in a place at, at PSG where, I mean, they've got a world-class player, and now they've got a world-class player to every dang position. What a squad yeah. that is. Yeah, it's crazy. Nice, nice to have money, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, it's nice to be funded by a country. Um, but, you know, that's a, a well-identified transfer move because right. you found a player who is who is probably above your club at the position that they were at but needed a new home because they were stuck, and, and you make it happen. So uh, that was a, a, a good move. But, yeah, I, yeah. I, like, I like the Gazaniga move. I think we're in a good place with the goalkeeper situation. Okay. And Steve Lydia just brought this up. How is Ariola sitting on the bench at West Ham? 
<laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, the guys had a, a tough go of things the last few years as far as this, the squad situation and anywhere he goes. Sometimes yep. that happens, right? You find players that just end up on the bench no matter where they go. And you're like, what is, what is happening? Well, we could talk about Ryan Session, but that's a, an entire show. We're not going to go there and talk about what's going on with Ryan Session. I don't even, don't get me started on that. We could do three shows on Ryan Session. Mourinho happened to Ryan Session. That's what happened. <laughs> I agree with that, Kyle. Okay. Now, this one's interesting. We don't have much information on this player, but I want to get your thoughts on the whole situation with Rodrigo Muniz. He, again, I've heard the comparisons to Richarlison. I've seen the highlights, but again, it's highlights. But I do like the fact that they went out and went out of their comfort level, and I truly believe this has Marco Silva written all over it. Again, you hear reports that he, again, uh, knew of the player, you know, and again, I think I think this is a Marco Silva signing. I could be wrong, but I think Marco Silva had a lot to do with Rodrigo Muniz. So yeah. I, w- I want to get your thoughts on, on bringing in a Brazilian player. Listen, we've had Lucas Paez on, but now we have Rodrigo Muniz. So I want to get your thoughts on the whole situation. We beat out a few teams, including Middlesbrough. You know, I, I think uh, Rodrigo Muniz made the right decision on that one. But I want to just get your thoughts on bringing in a player with potential because that's what everything I'm hearing about Rodrigo Muniz. Maybe this goes back to your talking about analytics when you can talk about and go through the stats, but until he gets to you, do you really know? Yeah, and, you know, he comes from a great club. I mean, Flamengo Flamengo, is a great youth system. Uh, Brazil in general has been known to do a great job at, at putting together youth talent. Uh, a, a lot of clubs there have they've got it figured out right um but it's a it's a a pretty low risk signing um and if it works out then they're in a great position i think this is probably a situation where could could he help yeah obviously yes but if you get a 20 year old brazilian in who has a few good showings you've just made a bunch of money Right. And, and it's probably what this partly is what fueled this, you know, $3 million. Uh, you haven't lost out a, a ton if it doesn't work out. And if it does, then, you know, you've probably quadrupled his value. And, and that's an investment, right? A, a club, right. a club that, that has had a few misses, expensive misses in the transfer market has to ha- find a few players like this where, Hey, let's get him in for two seasons. And if he has 15 good appearances, uh, maybe we can get a Tottenham interested. Maybe we can get, yeah. um, you know, a, 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 a Borussia Dortmund interested who Mal wants to take this player to the next level. Um, I, I think that that's sort of where the thinking is here because, hey, either he helps us get to the Premier League or he helps us make a bunch of money or it doesn't work. And it's going to take a little time, right? It's not an instant boost. Um, but a, a 20-year-old has got to le- figure out the championship. He's going to get banged up probably, right? It's, uh, it's a physical league. Um, you think a, a 20-year-old Brazilian may come in and be a little shell-shocked. He's in a new country. Um, it's going to take time. But uh, I think it's a, it's a low-risk, high-reward. Totally of- agree with that. Totally agree. And – it's funny because he comes into a very good situation for himself. He's just an added piece. He's not being asked to be the savior. He's not. He's just 
And that's what's interesting about this, Kyle, because again, at the very end, we're going to rate the window. When you look at the players that they brought in, they're all pieces of the puzzle. They're all additions. You know, they're building a team. They're not building, I guess you could say, superstars on an all-star team. You are building an actual team where each player has a specific role. And we're going to find out about Rodrigo Muniz. We don't know about him, but the upside is worth the gamble, as you said. Okay. And and Russ, let me jump in here real quick. Sure, just go ahead. To, just as a soccer fan, you mentioned it's not an you know an all star squad. You're not bringing in an all star squad. That's what that's what they tried to do the last few years in the Premier League, and it, it just especially it work. a couple of years ago, it didn't work. But I will say, uh, I'm fascinated to see. We talk about PSG. I'm fascinated to see how that works, right? Because that basically is an all star squad. A lot of these players haven't played together before. I mean, you've yeah. got you've got Messi and and Ramos on the same team. First of all, two guys <laughs> who played who are butting heads for years in, yeah. in La Liga. So um, I'm I'm interested to see how that experiment works out because uh, they are in win-now mode. And if, if anything ever speaks to win-now mode, it is that they turn down 220 million euros for a player who can leave on a free next year. They have got to win the Champions League this year, and yeah. they've got to do it now and they've got an all-star squad of players who have not played together before and i'm fascinated to see how that experiment works out okay excellent kyle all right i want to get your thoughts quickly on and leaving and you know we were talking about a couple seasons ago the players they brought in i happen to like in but i think this was something that both sides needed to do just quickly your thoughts on the and we'll end with the two players that Fulham got from watford Look, I'll disagree with you. I don't think both sides needed to do this. I really no? would have liked to see Angisa and Sari next to each other again. First oh. of all, I do want to talk about Jean-Michel Sari because um, I think it's cool that he's he's back and he's yes, absolutely, and he's performing well. Uh, I, I you know I think he's he's a player who has stunk with Fulham for a while and uh, took a lot of flack, rightly so for the most part. Um, but f- to see him stay, come back, and and play and earn a spot and with a new manager who doesn't know him. Um, I think that's cool. On the other end of things, um, look, the guys in, has the option of playing in the championship or playing at Napoli. I mean, you can't, you can't stop him, right? You can't let a guy, you can't hold him back if he's got the chance to play at a, at a premier Italian club. I think it's a bummer because I think Anguisa is a freaking good player. Oh, I, he, I, love I agree him. with that. Um, he was our best player last year, I think, in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, by a by a considerable margin. Maybe Ariola. Yeah, sure, fair. That's that's fine. Um, but I, I I just I think he was so fun to watch. He he's got his ticks, right? And things that you want you go, ah, come on. If you could just cut that out, you'd be a world class player. But um it's hard to stop a guy like that from going to a, a team like Napoli when you know you're you're down in the championship it just is what it is it's one of those things it's probably it probably was helpful to the wage bill um so there were benefits to it and and it was inevitable if he wanted to go but uh, i think it's a bummer i really do i, I love angisa his his um his ability to stop a counter his his passing was really good um he was a freaking rhino in in midfield um, and I, I, he was fun to watch. Okay. Excellent. Okay. To end the show coming up next, I'm going to get 
Kyle's thoughts on the two Watford players, Foam Gun, and then I'm going to get an overall rating from Kyle. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. Okay, Kyle, let's finish this up. So we can do these together. And what's interesting, these two players are both central midfielders. We'll start with Nathaniel Chalaba. He worked with Silva at Watford. He's more of, I guess you could say maybe... Uh, a six or an eight, you know, he's more, he could be more of a defensive midfielder, might be a little bit more of an attacking central midfielder, but he's not going to be your number 10. We'll talk about Domingos Kina because I think he will be in that position. Thoughts on bringing in a player that has worked with Silva in the past. And this is actually, as we're learning, he's on a free. So this is really not bad for Fulham, not bad business by bringing in someone that's worked with Silva. This again has Silva written all over it. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure what to think about about Chalaba because you know, he's had so many stops in a in what has not been a long career, right? He's still 26. Um it just it, he's a Chelsea youth product, which is great. Um he's he's had good performances. He's spent uh, uh, you know, had a cup of coffee with the English national team. Yep. Uh, it just hasn't really ever been put together, right? In his career, it's never really been what people thought it would be. Um, and and I think bringing in a guy that he uh, worked with before uh, or, or bringing in a guy who has worked with the manager before is always a positive. Um, I, I just, he's, he's going to have to earn a spot. And I think that's a best case scenario, right? right? You've got some familiarity with the manager. That's great. Um, but the midfield, I mean, dare I say, is it crowded? Very um, crowded. You know, and that's a good problem to have for Marco Silva, right? Yes. Complain about that. But uh, he's going to have to earn a spot. And that is great because you want players to earn a spot. You want um, you don't want players who have, have are just there based on who they are. Um, and I think that that's a positive. Uh, it it just he's never really put it together throughout his whole career, and I think that's why you know you hear it when you say maybe he's a ten, maybe he's a six, maybe he's an eight. We don't really know. Yep. I don't think anybody really knows what his best position is because he's never really put it together on the field for a considerable spell of time. Right to where we we know what his best position is, and at twenty six, not great. Uh, you should know what your best position is by twenty six. Um, so maybe he can revitalize things, but this is a player who needs to prove his worth, and that will benefit the club. Okay, excellent. All right. Now, this last signing, again, they both came together the very last minute, is uh, Domingos Kina. He is on a loan with a club option, which is great. So this is almost like a prove-it deal. And I love these situations because, again, this is not a gamble at all. This is, again, if he works out, it's all upside. It's all upside. And there's a lot of potential. I've been reading about this player and also seeing video. There's only so much you can see in video. But thoughts on them bringing in a player. And, again, I like the fact that they're bringing teammates together. And I think that's a positive. I also want to mention 
a Portuguese player. That can't hurt either going along with Marco Silva. Again, the connection with Marco Silva. In his interview, Domingos Quina said he did not know Marco Silva but knew of him. Obviously, that's not a bad thing that he knew of Marco Silva. You know, again, these are a lot of good things with Silva. So your thoughts on bringing in this player on loan? Well, it's funny because, uh, you know, you look at the um, the ultimate sellout for one one nationality that fit the manager, right? What what comes to mind? Wolves. Exactly. Wolves exactly. Million Portuguese players because they had Nuno, right? And it That's worked. right. The team was great, probably at least partly because they all knew each other <laughs> and they could all communicate with the manager quite That's well. That's right. All on the same page. So, exactly. I mean, I'm not, I'm not pining here for Fulham to sell out for a lot of, of, of Portuguese <laughs> players, but it, it, it's a positive when you bring in somebody who has at least that innate familiarity. Maybe exactly. they don't know each other, but there's an innate familiarity there. He And look, where, where did he train, right? Where did he grow up? Benfica, Chelsea, West Ham. Not bad. Not a, no. not a bad resume, right? Those are his youth squads. So um, he he's a, a, a talented player who I think, again, a prove-it deal. Um, I, I like uh, that they're bringing in guys who have to prove themselves. This is a situation where, hey, you're 21. It's time. This, this is your time to step up to the real professional level and, and stick with a club. Right. He's got 14 career championship appearances, 12 career Premier League appearances, not a lot of minutes logged. Here's a chance for you to really, really go out and get him. And uh, I think that that's a positive for Fulham. Again, another potential asset. And exactly. That can't hurt. No, it can't hurt. All right, my friend. This has been great doing it with you. Give me an overall transfer window rating for Fulham 1 to 10, like we would do rating the players. Rate the window. I think you have to consider a couple things. You have to consider. That Sari is back, right? He's not a new player, but a, a little bit of It's a, like a new signing. Let's call it. It's like a new signing. Mitrovic being revitalized by the manager counts. I think yeah. that has to be included as part of your, your uh, rating. And Gisa leaving is a huge bummer. Um, probably one they couldn't have prevented, right? Because he went to Napoli from a championship club. That's uh, It's hard to prevent that. Um, Ariola leaving is a bummer. Again, not one you could have prevented a, a lone player who who ended up at another top flight club, but I think that has to be included. Um, overall, this club is clicking, and and that has to be included too, right? Yep. The results, the proof is in the pudding. What what do they look like right after the transfer window closes? Really good. Um, <laughs> a minus. I mean, I, are there places they could have gotten a better player, a flashier player, a more expensive yep. signing? Sure. Are we convinced that that would have worked necessarily? No, but uh, the theory being more money is better player. Um, I would say A minus. I think they've done a okay. great job. This is a very full squad now. He's got to be careful. Too much squad rotation, right? The bigger you squad you have, the more the the more players you have to distribute the minutes. Got to be careful with that because that can unsettle a club. But you don't want to let too many players rot on the bench. Um, so now Marco Silva has quite a job in front of him, and. You know, we've seen a couple of good performances. This team is flying. Um, can't rest on their laurels. It's a long championship season, and we know that well. Okay. I'm going to give you one negative, in my opinion. They did not get a right back. So your thoughts on this? Because, again, we don't know how severe the injury is to Kenny Tete. Yes, they can go with Dennis Adoy. Yes, maybe Steven Session Young can get involved, or even Bobby Decadova-Reed. 
but they did fail. And they, again, based on the speculation, they were trying to get a right back. They did not make it happen. I know that they could probably do it in January. This was a, maybe a minor situation, but I think it's something that I, I want to get your thoughts on. Yeah. Um, the depth is not there at this position. Uh, and look, you can't plug every hole, right? It's just, it's not possible. Um, that being said, it's a miss. Um, and, you know, you take a look at the squad and you go, is is Steven Sessegnon ready? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a huge risk. Um, he's had some fun moments with this club, but, I, you know, you don't know. Do you, now, if you're Marco Silva, do you just like blow the whole thing up and play three <laughs> at the back and put a guy like Cavaliero at right wing back? You know what? Now what? Um, it's a problem. Uh, but I I don't. Uh, here's another crazy thing that they could do. Do you take two left backs in Brian and uh, Robinson who are now stuck one behind the other? Yep. Who probably both deserve minutes. Can you move one to the right side? That's a that's a big question mark, yeah, right? That, that, no, that doesn't I, always work. Okay. Um, who knows? But there's again, Marco Silva's got a job in front of him, but he's paid the bucks to make those those decisions, and he'll figure yep. it out. Okay, excellent stuff, Kyle. This has been just a pleasure doing this with you. The half hour flew by, my friend. I hope you enjoyed it. I I did very much, and uh, I would love to. Uh, to make some more appearances. I appreciate you having me on Russ. You've done a fantastic job with all this, the streaming system, the, <laughs> the comments, the live video. It's more than I could have imagined when we started. Think we about started how far this, we've come. Think about we, that. We started this when nobody even knew what a podcast was. I know. Uh, I and know. now here we are. Uh, you know, I'm doing this live with you on a, on 50 different platforms. <laughs> It really has uh, transformed itself. And like I've mentioned, I'll say it one last time, Kyle, thank you because uh, Cottage Talk doesn't exist without you. You're very integral, obviously. From the very beginning, of course, he's showing his Fulham badge. And, uh, you know, him and I were just two Fulham fans and we wanted to talk on Fulham and that's how Cottage Talk was born. Anyways, we do have to wrap this up for Kyle Bond, I can't believe I'm saying this. It's been such a long time. I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered 
by fans.